So I promised you guys that I would take you every step of the way on my new home purchasing journey. I said I was going to be buying real estate here, even in this market, as long as the numbers worked out. And we just went under contract for a home. So let's talk about it. Hello everybody, my name's AJ and this is The Wealthy Idiot Show. Before we get any further, please make sure to destroy that like button for the YouTube algorithm. It helps us spread our message of financial peace and hopefully we can hit as many people as possible with all of your help. And thank you to everyone who has supported us thus far. I appreciate it tremendously. I've been taking you guys through a journey of this home purchasing process. So I wanted to make sure that you could see kind of every bit and every step of the way as we look to purchase a new investment property in case you're interested in doing something similar. So I wanna recap some of the videos that we've done so far. If you're interested in any of them, they'll be in the comment section below. Go ahead and check them out. But the first thing that we did was crunch the numbers. We sat down with a spreadsheet and figured out how much we were gonna make, how much we were gonna spend, and when it made sense as far as how expensive the property was, how much we're taking out a loan, etc. It's a very complicated process, but we finally figured out not only what our kind of limit is for what property to look for, but we also figured out how much uh, return on investment we would get by making this home purchase. And we figured out that we could get about 24% return on investment, even with the market the way that it is. That means we put money in and just in the first year, we returned 22% of our money just from that investment. So the next thing that we did is try to figure out how to get lending. So we, I talked to you guys through the lending process, what it might take to get some financing. And we went over some pitfalls and some things to watch out for. And then finally, I showed you that I was locked into a finance of about 6% interest. That still holds true to today. So I'm excited to be able to purchase a home with a 6% rate for right now. And at some point in the future, we'll go ahead and refinance so that we can make as much money as humanly possible. You know, assuming the rates go down at some point, which I assume that they will eventually. So there's a number of factors that can affect your interest rate as you're looking for a home, and they're affecting mine right now as I'm trying to get pre-approved for a loan. Then I took you on a journey of a home that we put an offer down on and got rejected for. It was a little bit wild and it required a lot of work. And I thought, hey, maybe these guys understand that there will be a lot of work that needs to go into this property. So maybe they'd be willing to sell it to someone who understands that work and maybe can do something with that property. And it turned out that wasn't the case. We offered what we thought was a fair price and the seller came back and offered about $5,000 less than the advertised selling price the listing price. So we figured, yeah, that was going to be a, uh, you know, shot in the dark and it didn't end up working out, but that house is still on the market. They still can't sell it. The prices continue to drop and it's still sitting there and nobody's purchasing it. So maybe we were right about that one after all. but it's okay because today I wanna to take you through the property that we just went under contract for. We're extremely excited about it and I wanna tell you all the details. But before we get into it, I wanna show you what the house looks like. So here's a quick montage of all of um, as many photos as I currently have of the property. And then when we finally get there, so 
full disclaimer, I haven't actually seen this house in person yet. I just have my people check it. And by my people, I mean my real estate agent. And that's about it. Um, we're going to have people inspect it. I'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to show you what this house looks like in some photos. And if you're on the podcast version, I'm sorry. Maybe consider hopping over to the YouTube version for just a minute, just so that you can kind of see what these uh, pictures look like. Yeah, let's check it out. So originally this house was listed for $550,000. Looking at it, I don't think it's worth $550,000. They didn't get any buyers either. It sat on the market for a while. Um, and then they lowered it down to 498, which is basically 500. Most people will put like, you know, a max cap on their searches. And so people like to put it under a thousand dollars, like 499 or something to that effect. Um, or 498 to get kind of higher up in the searches and everything. So I think that's what they were doing here. Looking at the property, I think based off of limited information that after I get this property fixed up, it'll probably be worth about $500,000. So this is based off of just my experience of looking at houses and just kind of generally understanding the area as best I can. Like I look at houses there all the time. I have a few houses there that I'm constantly checking on the values for. And we pulled up comps. So comps are comparables um, of other houses that are similar that have sold recently. So looking at all that, I think the house could be worth about $500,000 after we put work into it. So I don't really want to pay $500,000 for it. That's what it's listed at now. Um, we looked at the amount of money it would take to get this property up to spec. And I think it's going to take between 25 and $50,000 in total. There's some things that are really nice. As you saw in the video, some of the countertops look nice. The flooring looks good, but there's other problems with it. Like popcorn ceiling, wood paneling on the walls, some fixtures got to get updated, maybe some cabinets done. So I don't know how much work it will totally take, but I know that after I put in the money for the work, I want to have spent no more than $500,000 in total. So we expect, and after looking at it, I think the house in its current condition is worth about $450,000. We went to the sellers with that offer and they rejected it saying, now we think it's worth more than that. Okay, that's fine. So um, we, we sat down and talked about it a little bit more. They counter offered us something really small, like a $5,000 change. So it wasn't that big of an impact. But after my agent started talking to their agent and they had conversations about the comps, 
Um, they were, we talked them down to about 475, but here's the trick. So here's, here's the thing that works now that didn't work last year. So last year we were required on the per, the house that we purchased, we were required to sign an appraisal waiver. And what that means is that if we put down, um, like let's, let's just pick a round number, $500,000 for a house. And we said, look, we want to buy this house for 500,000. If the appraiser comes in and says that that house is only worth 450, they will only lend based off of the value that they appraise the property for, which means that I would then be required to come up with the difference, which would be $50,000. So by signing an appraisal waiver, I essentially told the seller that I would be responsible for whatever the difference was and I couldn't back out of the contract simply because the appraiser determined the house was valued lower than what it is that I'm trying to pay for it. Now that the market has kind of flipped and it's kind of a buyer's market, we no longer are putting out appraisal waivers. So what's happening now is appraisers come in, they appraise the uh, value of the property as less, and I have the option now to back out of the contract if that occurs. I'm not required to stick around. So we put down on the contract, we're gonna buy it for $475,000. However, I know that the appraiser is gonna take a look at the property and come back and say, hey, look, some work needs to be done. It's not actually worth 475, it's probably worth closer to 450. And if that's true, not only does it really vindicate me and my opinion about my ability to estimate the value of homes, which I would be ecstatic about, it also means I can go to the seller and say, look, this is the actual value of your home, and that's the price that I'm willing to pay. And if we find any other kind of issues, like repair, major repairs that need to be done, we can also tell the seller that we want those amounts knocked off of the price or we walk away. And what that tells the seller is that even if they think their house is worth more, appraisers think it's worth less, and they're going to have a hard time selling this home to anybody at a rate higher than what that appraiser uh, appraised it for. So even if I was to back out of the contract at that point, they'd essentially have to sell that home for the value the appraiser put it at minus any required repairs. So what that means is the seller will most likely come back and say, Hey, look, I don't want you to pull out of this contract. I'll go ahead and knock the price down. Um, you know, let's make an agreement about it and we can all move on. So I think that we're going to end up getting this house for what I wanted it for, which was 450, maybe even less if we find some major things to repair. And I'm very excited about that. We get it all fixed up and I will definitely show you the final results of how this house looks once it's all fixed up and it's put out on Airbnb. So whenever a house goes under contract, the real estate agents will agree to a title company. A title company is a middle company that handles all the paperwork and the money in between all the parties. They're agreed on and you signed an agreement ahead of time. So even before the offer gets signed to make sure that all parties agree, this is a good third party to go to. It makes it really easy for everyone. I just deal with the title company. The title company deals with both of us. And then at the end of the day, we'll go to the title company to sign the uh, final um, paperwork on the home and ultimately close the contract. And they will be the ones responsible for making sure the payout gets to the seller. Um, one of the things that you have to do almost immediately is send in the option and earnest money. So every state is a little bit different. In the state of Texas, you're required to have option and earnest money. Both of this money can be kind of, um, can be returned to the buyer in some very specific cases, but most often not. So the option money is money that is held by the title until the end of the option period. And what that means is that the buyer and the seller have the opportunity to set a length of time in which they want to check out the home. So we said, 
um, you know, option period is seven days, 10 days, something to that effect. We signed up an inspector to come in before the end of the option period. And if it turns out that this house is just something we don't want to deal with, like the inspector checks it out and it's just not good, then we can go ahead and pull out of the contract. The title company will give us back our option money. If it, we hit the end of that option period and everything looks fine, then that option money will get sent to the seller and that seller has the ability to go ahead and cash that and use that money however they want. It will ultimately go to the total sale price of the home. So it's not like I'm sending extra money. It's just, it's just the kind of like proof that once we get past this option period that I'm guaranteeing that, you know, they, they'll, they'll keep that money. If I pull out at any point after that kind of makes it me look like more of a serious buyer and it helps them out. And, you know, as assuming that nothing bad happens in this inspection, I am a serious buyer, so I'm not terribly worried about it. The other one is earnest. It's similar. It's an amount of money that we send off. The title company holds on to until the end of the contract. It also goes to the purchase of the home. And it's another one that, um, there's very specific conditions that I can get that money back, but they're pretty limited. So it basically tells the seller, I'm a serious person. I have all the money I'm willing to send it. And then they can feel comfortable that this process will go through to the end. Cause you have to remember that they are also going to look for another home. So if they're leaving their home and they're going to go buy another property somewhere to live in, they need to make sure that the seller is actually going to, you know, follow all the way through and they want that to be true. So they want to be comfortable with that as they go off to find a new home to live in. So we also scheduled our inspector to come this weekend. Excited about that. And um, I'm also talking to my lender. So if you get lending for a um, purchase, you get a pre-approval. You send a lot of documents in to get pre-approved in order to purchase a property. You have to update all those documents again once the actual offer goes through. So things like the last two months of my pay stub, they were the last two months of my pay stubs whenever I got the pre-approval. I have to go update those now. So a lot of work is gonna be done on that to make sure my lending is all squared away. And finally, something interesting that occurred is that the seller wanted to actually close in the middle of January. So that's two months away. I thought that was interesting, but it's not uncommon. So one other thing that the sellers can ask for is what's called a rent back. They could say in the contract, we wanna sell this home. It's your home on this date. Let's say it's like end of November, but we wanna live here possibly up to X amount of time. So they usually put it in the contract. Um, I think the last one I did was up to 45 days and they would be willing to pay the mortgage to me, the amount of the mortgage for the entirety of those 45 days uh, prorated depending on when they left. And so that gives them the ability to continue living there until they can secure new housing. In this case, we just moved the closing date like really far out. So that gives them until the middle of January to find something to move into. And we're totally fine with that. I'm not moving into it. I'm not in a rush. Um, I want to take care of the seller because I want the seller to know that, you know, I'm, I'm flexible and I'm willing to work with them so that they can be flexible and be willing to work with me. So that's about it for right now. A lot of cool stuff is happening. I can't wait to get into this home. The next step for this whole thing is once we're done with this entire closing process, we will sign all the paperwork. The home will become ours on um, January 12th or 14th or something, somewhere in there. And then we'll be able to get into it and take a look. And we're going to get our general contractor out. I'll fly down there to go actually see the property. And I'll get as much footage as I possibly can to show you guys what it looks like. And then we'll have our general contractor work on it. And we'll give you some after photos. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, thanks again for stopping by. I appreciate it. Check out our website at wealthyidiots.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe. I love you all. I'll see you guys next time.